Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because you're feeling fresh as hell. Well, you guys better enjoy it. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Do this is together. Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. <laughs> hey. Hey. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, Wooldog, sitting with my buddy, Kev Huggin' Duggin. Hey, guys. How, how is everyone on this fine day? Uh, we're all doing great, I guess. <laughs> Me and Speaking the it out mouse into in the, my uh, pocket. <laughs> cars and ear pods all across the world. That's true, yes. Hopefully, everybody's having a fantastic day. Uh, we've got another great episode lined up for you folks. Plenty to talk about with... As always, in uh, fan focus and a bolt insight lined up, and as always, an ask bolt fam, bolt fam. But as you notice, there's just the two of us yet again. But fear not, I know some of you are worried for the coach's health and safety and well-being and everything like that. Let's go to coach, <laughs> who's live in his car. Coach, how are you? What's up, Charger Chat family? Um, still here, still alive. Baby boy's good. Um, just surviving the bigger kids. Um, there has, there's no family um, dust up as to why me and Kevin, we didn't get any irreconcilable irreconcilable feud. I'll be back, I promise. Probably next week. Right now it's just family time, bunkered down. Three kids is no joke. Anyone out there that has multiple children, I know Kevin does, and he's probably going to be like, oh, I have four. <laughs> but it's a lot of work. So I'll be back, um, ready to go. I miss you guys. Um, hold, hold it down over there, Kevin Bulldog. Love you guys. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye. There it I is. <laughs> Utah, give me four. <laughs> Utah, four. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
so yeah, so coach has just had, uh, he's had some real life business going on, obviously having a baby being the big deal and kind of a big deal, kind yeah. of a big deal. So now he's got, uh, other dadly duties to attend to. So duties is the key word. I, no doubt. <laughs> Let it rip. Let it rip. Uh, um, all right, well, let's get into the nitty gritty. We might actually see coach pop back in for ask bolt fam. So if you thought that was the only time we were going to see him. Fear not, my friend. He will yeah, be back. He oh, will yes. be back. He will be back. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, let's talk about our uh, diehard Bolt Club family having themselves a heck of a, a BBQ, as I see in some of the pictures on Twitter. Yeah, they um, all went up to Ventura and had a huge, got a whole bunch of the chapters together and had a, had it look like an amazing time. I am so jealous that I couldn't be there and experience that because it looked like a blast it looked like a very good time a great turnout too by the way i don't know how many different diehard bolt club chapters showed up there but a lot of flags that's a big that's a big crowd yeah a lot of dhbc flags a flying and uh what else was a flying was this (laughs) (laughs) this pinata that was very well decorated and lifelike honestly like very lifelike <laughs> i feel like we should probably let everyone watching this youtube see it let's let's see if we can cut to it here real quick let's do it i mean come on folks <laughs> <laughs> that is quite the piñata quite the piñata that is amazing um never wanted candy so bad in my entire life like i want to destroy that to get in get that candy yeah like that that that's i apparently there was a top this boat this picture got posted around twitter and some raider fans saw it and weren't oh, too really? happy no yeah. really yeah so hmm. you know i <laughs> hmm. i just uh i love the creativity uh a for effort absolutely um, i wonder what kind of candy was in that probably just if a lot of any. like Hershey's kisses, yeah. just a lot of little shits. Um, it seems like something that would Some come out of him rolls, when yeah. he's threatened with uh, aggression. Yeah. Some tootsie rolls and uh, Hershey kisses. Uh, that um, that's awesome. And we might have a little video coming. Um, our Ooh. buddy Justin Savercool is uh, shooting some video for us of all these events that we can't make it to. So we have something oh, coming in the next yes. few days. We'll get a little little world premiere of the Die Hard Bolt Club um, barbecue. So we'll see what happens. Awesome. That is going to be great. I can't wait to see that. I've obviously seeing everybody's photos looks like a great time. Obviously seeing the camaraderie of everybody and coming together and just enjoying a, a barbecue in the off season is fantastic. But getting to getting a chance to see some video, some people hooting and hollering. If you want to see a pinata get destroyed in slow motion, oh, yes, it's coming. I can't wait. <laughs> Silver and black wait. flying everywhere. <laughs> Mascara flying everywhere. Mass um, hysteria. <laughs> all right. Well, awesome for the Die Hard Bolt Club. Hey, folks, just one more reason that if you felt, you know, you're, if you're on the fence of like, ah, I don't know if I want to sign up for the Die Hard Bolt Club. Do they do barbecues? They do barbecues, folks. They do. <laughs> they do. do they have sick-ass pinatas? Yeah. They do. They have that as well. <laughs> so... Uh, definitely check it out and we'll let you guys know when we get the video posted from that BBQ, um, looking over at Twitter. All right. I understand it's the off season. We're struggling to find things to talk about. This just feels a bit much, right? 
this he this guy Chris Canty is also struggling to find things to talk about because this I is mean, just the ultimate in trolling technology. It seems it seems a bit far to pick two guys that are on the same team, but uh, Chris Canty ranked his top five most overrated players in the NFL, not just offense or defense. Overrated players. You've got Dak Prescott, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Khalil Mack, and Derwin James. So this is, in my opinion, (laughs) (laughs) this is is a stupid category because this is the most injured players recently. Mm. That's what this list is. People that are recently coming off injuries or have had them in the past because I this is I don't get this. Other, other than we are either. very good, like I've said before, we're very good on Twitter about chirping back at people that you know mess with the powder blues. So maybe he's just trying to trigger some Charger fans because it feels like it. Two Charger fans on this is a little silly, especially Derwin James. What are you talking yeah. about? Uh, it's extremely clickbaity, and yeah, I, you can make the argument like these are the top five most injured guys that still play amazingly well, like. It's not like you've got these guys on your team and they're just like sucking ass. Like these are guys that actually <laughs> yeah. perform and put up the numbers. Yeah. So yeah. why why would you consider that to be overrated? Is it just because they're not on the field because of the injuries? Like that just seems yeah, it stupid. Sense. It's very yeah. clickbaity. So uh, Chris Canty, enjoy your clicks, you jerk. Um <laughs> But on to some better news over on Twitter. Uh, Braden Fajoko, fan favorite, Braden Fajoko, uh, recently got engaged. Said, uh, tweeted out a picture yes. of him and his fiance. RIP to all the future golf trips that are going to be canceled because of husband duties. Well, so, well done. We're proud of you, Braden. Great job. Well deserved. Brother. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. don't, uh, it's one of those things like sometimes we see. It, we can't avoid to see some of these players' wives like Patrick Mahomes and his wife. Like, it's just gives a bad name, I think, to all wives everywhere. But very, you know, we need more of this. We need more good news, good, good vibes more from, from cool the wives, wives out there. Yeah. Yeah. Cool wives or charger wives or cool wives. So, you, absolutely. You know who you are out there. And that <laughs> includes charger are. fans' wives as well. There's a lot of cool ones. 100%. Out there. 100%. Talking to you, Josie and Hillary. Y'all right, know. Represent. Y'all know what's up. Hold it down. Hold it down. <laughs> um, all right. Well, uh, if you're feeling like a good Charger wife, you should head on over to chargerchat.com. Check out some of the sweet stuff we've got over there. <laughs> T-shirts, hoodies, and stickers. And we've got a member section where you can chat it up with other Charger Chatteteers and other Charger Chatteteers wives and ask yeah. questions and ask Bolt fam. So go check it out. Chargerchat.com. All right, gang. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. It is Bolt Insight. I am excited to hear the accent of this person. Bring it on. We're going. We're going down under. As soon as that clock starts, your ass is mine. When I met Justin Herbert, man, that dude is big as hell. The goal is to just keep it rolling. I'm in hype because we have a lot of things to be excited about. All right, guys, we're back with another Bolt Insight, and we are super lucky to have Alistair from Thunder Down Under Podcast. What's going on, man? Hey, Kev. How you going, man? Thank you very much for having me on, and I'm looking forward to chatting a lot of Raiders with you and how <laughs> yeah. much we hate them. 
FTR, <laughs> family trust, respect, my friend. Um, dude, this is awesome. I love love meeting new podcasts, and you know, you you being from Australia, even cooler because I say this all the time. The accents make it sound so much more important. I don't know what it is. There's something about it. Good. When you say something, I'm like, I'm gonna lean in a little bit. I wanna, I wanna understand a little more of what you're saying. So, I love it. I love, I love that you guys are, are rocking and rolling with your new podcast. But before we get into that and find out a little bit more about you in, in that uh, respect, let's find out how you became a Charger fan. Sure, and it's it's a good question to ask, right? Because we're on the other side of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but we get we do get exposure to the NFL because we have a lot of punters who leave our local league, the Australian Football League, different sport but some similarities, and go over to the States. Of course, most famously, Darren Bennett. Yeah, my favorite uh, punter of all time. What a guy, like yeah. what a punter. Uh, so we do get exposure, and it's on television here too. So me and my other podcast buddies, Jack and Andy, we started following the sport in 2007 or thereabouts, about 15 years ago. And each of us came to the team in our own different ways. I mean, for, for my part, I remember just, the, I think it was the first game I watched with the, was a Chargers game. And I just saw something about that funky release that whoever was under center for the Chargers <laughs> had thrown the ball. Man. Yeah. It just yeah. it didn't look natural. It looked weird. <laughs> it does, never uh, did. <laughs> but it was damn accurate, yeah, right? Um, and I love, and I think we'll, the team was wearing the powder blues on that day too. And it's just the best uniform in all of sports. And I think also I was a big Anchorman fan and I remember San Diego yeah. and I thought this is straight away. This was my team, San Diego Chargers. And, you know, the rest is history. So they say we're now 15 years later, we've got our own podcast off the ground and we follow the team way too closely or so our <laughs> fiancés all tell us, right? Amen, so, brother. Amen. Yeah. So well, that's my background, Kev. That's awesome, dude. And then I want to say that your the podcast name is so perfect. Like it just it makes so much sense. It's just like one of those is just like why didn't somebody name themselves this before? This is absolutely perfect. It's like meant to be. So you know, tell us a little bit about you know what you guys are doing over there. You know, at Thunder Down Under yeah, podcast sure. and what kind of because you guys are on earlier kind of stages. So like, what are your goals? What do you want to try and do with the podcast? I know. And as you know, we have a sort of a saturated market going on in Chargers podcast. You got a lot of them, man. It's amazing. They're all over the place. I saw there was a Blitzkrieg German one the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we've been listening to podcasts since we got into it, right? And originally cut our teeth on the, you know, the, listening to the lightning round yeah, yeah. Um, and locked on Chargers. And now, of course, what you and the guys have been doing, which is great. And what, our goals are really Firstly, just to do what we love and have a great time talking about it. Totally. We each bring different different experiences to bear. So some of us are really into data and statistics, that kind of you know film analysis. We also like to inject a touch of humor with our kind of Aussie style and kind of sarcastic style of humor. And I think that's where there's some similarities, Kev, with what you guys do. And and that we we try to learn bits and pieces off each podcast and we really love the way you and the guys just have that chemistry yeah. and a bit of banter. So, We've been talking shit to each other for a very long time. <laughs> oh yeah. And not all of it recorded too. No. Right? It's just, like just recently we started games. recording it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So in, in terms of big goals, who knows? We've started we're six episodes in. Um, we thought we'd get started in the off season around the time of the draft and analyzing the new players on the team and all of our expectations. And as, as we approach the season, because we've taken a little break for the time being until the end of July, 
we'll get into a weekly routine where we're breaking down games and having guests on the show to join us for segments. Yeah. Kev, just a heads up for you and the guys and Sign just have up. a lot of fun. Yeah. That's, that's the biggest goal. Have a lot of fun and spread the love for what should be the best season we've ever had is, the, is what we all hope. That's an exciting year. And I, I love this, what's happening now with like just the amount of content you can get as a Charger fan. Because you being from, two, you know, starting in 2007, there really wasn't that much, man. It, it was very no. few far between. We'd get ESPN, we'd get, you know, NFL, not even NFL Network back then. There wasn't a lot. Right. And most of the time they were talking shit about us. You That's know? right. There's Eric Williams, a few other guys. I know John Gennaro on Bolts from the Blue. I, I mean, I've followed some. Yeah, some r- reporters. We all did, but you're right. It was the general. We weren't like not a big market. No, and we weren't. Not just, a lot of na- national attention. You couldn't like kind of get into it and have fun with it. Really, it was always just mm-hmm. kind of like, oh shit, like wait for the game to be over, then get some like people to talk about us. And now it just feels different, and it just feels like this kind of community that's coming together. And it's at the perfect time because we're starting to catch our stride as a team. Big things happen this off season. So, like, what are what are your thoughts on kind of the status of like our fan base? You know, because we've been gotten. You know, people give us our time that we haven't had the best turnouts. We don't have the yep. best fan base, which is absolutely changing. What are your kind of thoughts yes. on where we are, the status of our our fan base? I think we're a growing fan base. That's that's my estimation. I mean, clearly you've got a competitive market in LA. Lots of sporting teams. Some having recent success. It's a difficult market to break into, but once you have someone like Justin Herbert as the face of your franchise, I think it gives you a fighting chance. You you see the recent jersey sales, right? I think it's top ten. Justin Herbert's in there. Yeah. So if you can get those young fans on board, and winning helps that, of course. Absolutely. I mean, you, people are drawn towards winners, and I think the team has a good chance to start winning consistently with the current combination of a franchise quarterback and what I think is an absolutely elite head coach. Yeah. Uh, should see, you know, the days of quiet stadiums and no one in the in the stands and being outnumbered by away fans. I hate that. I hate it so much. Um, hopefully that's a thing of the past. Yeah. And, and uh, we've got lots of fun things to look forward to. 100%. And it's an interesting point you, you make about Justin Herbert because we talk to a lot of fans in our fan focus segment and a lot of them became fans when we had LT. So it was like this, yeah. We a lot of fans came in for LT and now feels like a kind of a redo of that where it's like people are being introduced to the Chargers because of Justin Herbert and how exciting yes. he is as a player. Yeah, superstar players attract fans. LT, you spoke of for me, it was Rivers. Yeah. just loved Rivers and Gates. And, you know, there are a lot of other superstar players in the Chargers organization at the moment. It's not just Herbert. We've sure. now got Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. It's an embarrassment of riches. Jackson. Embarrassment. Oh, I forget, you forget Keenan, yep. Eckler. It's just, it's wild. It's just guns all over the place and very fun to watch and talk about. So what's the um, the fan base like in Australia? Uh, you know, because we, we're always interested to see what it's like, you know, NFL teams in different countries. What's the, the fan base and the kind of energy like for Chargers down under? Yeah, there are Facebook groups for NFL fans down here. So there is a, I would say that, again, there's a growing kind of audience in Australia because the NBA tends to rule the roost in this country. It's more popular. I don't know if that's a throwback to like Luke Longley and other players who've who've come from, and more recently, Ben Simmons and others. But um, NBA has a stronghold here, but I can feel the NFL 
popularity growing. And you just see Aussies popping up all over the place on Twitter, Chargers fans. We found out from our podcast, we have Aussie guys reaching out saying, oh, I never realized there were other Aussie Chargers fans. Awesome. So, which is cool. So we're kind of hoping we can be some kind of magnet as well that attracts and grows the, the sport here. But there's a way to go. Uh, you know, we're, we're behind some of Europe and Mexico, obviously, sure. has a big following. But we'd hope to have a game here in Australia one day. I mean, in my city of Melbourne, we've got what I think is the best sporting stadium in the world, the Melbourne Cricket Ground. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you what, if we had a game in Australia, I'd be trying to rabble as many troops to attend and tailgate as possible. There you go. And it, well, they ha- they added Germany this year. So why not yeah. Australia? Like, let's let's just do it. Like, it makes sense. It makes sense to me. No arguments from me, Kev. So, you know, I always kind of want to find out because we're getting closer to the point where, you know, our favorite things come back. Tailgates, like the pregame, like all that stuff we do. People have different kind of rituals and kind of things they like to do before these games happen. Do you have any odd or interesting things you like to do or what's your pregame ritual like? Uh, so odd, Kevin. Because <laughs> yes, so odd. I'm excited. Here in Australia, yeah. dude. Here in Australia, to watch the games live, it's on a Monday in Australia because we're a bit ahead of you in the yeah, states. Yeah, and often it's right in the middle of the working day. So if you're a diehard like me and you want to enjoy the game unspoiled, you spend your Monday doing everything you can to avoid spoilers. <laughs> yes, you're off your phone. You're off social media. Um. When your work colleagues know that you follow the team, you even don't talk to them. You're (laughs) just worried someone's going to come and ruin it for you. So what I do is I avoid all day. And then as soon as it hits 5 p.m., I'm at the office door, sprinting home, pick up a bunch of beers, and I drive over to my mate Andy, who's the host of our Thunder Down Under Chargers podcast, and we'll hit on Game Pass and we'll just start on hitting play pausing where necessary to fill up our drinks and swear at the TV and throw stuff, <laughs> kick the dog, yeah. whatever's happening, man. Um, and yeah, we feel bad for our poor poor uh, girlfriends who have to put up with this, but they know this is our thing now. Yeah. And Mondays are sacred. We watch, we overanalyze and uh, we enjoy it. But do tell, tell me more about your tail- tailgating experience and you know what, what are the highlights of a San Diego back in the day tailgate experience because that's our goal to come to the states and learn and you know tailgate one day yeah so like san diego was great it was a different kind of energy because it was a huge parking lot like monster parking lot so that everything was all spread out when you come to sofi the thunder alley is so it's so compact it feels like it's like a rock concert like there's music everywhere there's charger fans everywhere people are just handing each other like jello shots like everything's going it's out of control so when you do it it, when you make i'm I'm assuming there will be a time when you will make it over to sofi you have to go to thunder alley awesome Uh, we will our goals we've always wanted to come over to the states it's just you know picking the right time to come to a game no better experience or excuse to come over if the Chargers are on a deep playoff run, right? If you're talking AFC title or Super Bowl, it might we'll be, be worth there. getting it's over. It's our bucket there. list. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get home field advantage, that might be a game worth going to for sure. 
100%. No, it sounds awesome. Uh, would love to attend a tailgate one day, man. Awesome. Um, well, then, you know, we'll kind of, let's kind of wrap it up with kind of the, you know, the draft, the draft happened not too long ago. Some of the players that we picked up, who who do you think is going to have the most immediate impact on this team with the guys that we just picked up in the draft? Sure. Probably the two that immediately spring to mind, Zion Johnson, obviously, because he's expected to start. Yeah. Where, who knows? It seems like it might be right guard. I personally wouldn't mind him playing in his natural college position, left guard, and having Phyla swing out to right tackle, but see see if he can um, handle it early in his young career. So you expect him really to to step in and contribute immediately. And if he can't, there, there may be an issue with that line and it will be something to watch. Uh, and then the other obvious one is Isaiah Spiller, just because last year neither Roundtree um, – nor Kelly, nor Jackson really grabbed that position by yeah. the horns, right? So sure. he has a chance to come in and, and be a bigger back who can contribute and spell Eckler uh, so he can get a bit of rest, but hopefully still have 20 touchdowns would be good. So they're the two main ones. And then JT Woods has an opportunity, obviously. Yeah, he'll be, I think he's an exciting developmental player and we'll see where it goes. And it it's kind of weird because we have this kind of, embar- we were talking about the defense, the embarrassment of riches element where it's mm. like, we're drafting guys that are just going to be sitting and hanging out and learning from, you know, these first stringers that are, it's a pretty scary looking defense we got going on right now. Tell me about it, man. And how different is it? Something I've observed is in the past, Telesco would draft guys early from small schools to contribute straight away at starters. And it seems like we're moving right away from that kind of approach. Suddenly you have guys drafted in the later rounds from bigger schools like a Jamari Solia. Yeah. But they're coming in and they don't need that they don't need to hit the ground running. They can learn from an established veteran presence as they grow into the role. And that's exactly what you want if you're going to have a pipeline for a good team. You want to not be asking too much of young players. And if they produce, great, but you can't be relying or you see what happens every now and then. It just it doesn't work out. You might have a Kenny Murray who's a bit slow to hit the ground and contribute at the NFL level, and then your team's in big trouble. Sure. Yeah, I think there's a big, you know, the different college conferences, it's a big deal playing in some of the bigger ones where you're always going mm-hmm. up against guys that are going to get drafted. So I completely with you on, on that aspect. So I'm glad Telesco's taking a little detour from the, uh, you know, the North Dakota or the South Dakota, That's right. you know, like, okay. Nebraska you know, and yeah. All those. So, you know, it's, it's exciting. So, um, all right, man, well, thank you so much for coming on. And then let's figure out, I want to get a little bit more of like, you know, people listening to this, how they can check you out, where they can follow you all, you know, all your stuff. Yeah. The plug. The plug. Uh, well, it is hard to get off the ground. So if you've, you know, liked what you heard and you're interested in hearing Aussie guys chew it up about the NFL, First, you can find us on YouTube, and it would really help us out by subscribing to our channel, which is the Thunder Down Under Charges. Um, We're available on all audio platforms, wherever you like to listen to your audio podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. And if you want to follow us uh, and get involved on Twitter, you can find us at at TDU underscore Charges. And we're always there having a good time and, and chewing it up with the uh, Chargers fans. Awesome, man. Well, it was such a pleasure having you. And maybe we can come together. We get the three Charger Check guys, the three Thunder Down Under guys, and have a crazy six-way podcast. Yeah, absolutely. And just thanks very much, Kev, for, for having me on. And I know the guys really enjoy the stuff you guys are doing on Charger Chat. It's funny. It's informative. 
So keep up the great work. Likewise, man. We appreciate it. And uh, good luck with everything. And we, uh, we look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks, buddy. Go Chargers. Go Chargers. Well, crikey, Alistair, that is, uh, <laughs> that is a lot to digest. And man, it, it is so awesome to hear uh, how, uh, like, how Kevin asked, like, just how people from outside of the country become fans of a very yeah. specific team. Like, not just a fan of the sport. This is my team. I'm picking this yeah. team. And he picks it because of the way Phil oh, Rivers Phil. throws his ball. <laughs> yeah. It's, that but it, so that's funny. how that's how people find this team, man. It's it's kind of the common thing Absolutely. we found is a player. Somebody brings them in, or like Darren Bennett led them to find, you know, right, led yeah. Alistair to find uh, uh, Phil, and then it went from there. So it's uh, it was cool. It was great meeting him. They do an awesome job. I, I it's fun listening to their podcast. The, the they they do a great job over there, and they're really funny. So you should guys should go check them out. Uh, Alistair, thank you so much for coming on and chat with my man Kev. Um, let's move it on now to the next segment. It is fan focus. What fan is it? I'm not telling you. Fine. You have to, you have to wait and see. Well, God. Jeez. <sighs> <laughs> All right, guys, we're back with another fan focus and we're super excited to have Bill from Oregon. What's going on, Bill? Oh, not much, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm excited to meet you. Uh, I love meeting longtime Charger fans, and you have a, a seasoned history of being a Charger fan. So yeah. let's kick it off with that, man. How did you become a Charger fan? Okay, so I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, when I was a little kid, we lived in San Diego, um, and my dad had season tickets to the Chargers back when they were uh, the AFL days. And I remember him coming home like every Sunday, and he'd bring home a program. And I'd study that, and I got to know some of the uh, some of the players, some of the teams. And so I, I got to like uh, a guy out of San Diego State by the name of Jeff Stagg. You ever heard of him? Uh, yeah, I recognize the name for sure. Yeah. So I'd follow him. So a couple of years later, um, I used to go to the Adams Avenue Rec State Recreation Center. And one day, we uh, got a chance to go down to San Diego Stadium and meet and play with all these, play football with these guys. Wow. So what they did, yeah, it was cool. You know, they, they said, uh, okay, who wants to be a quarterback? Raise your hand. And we went with the quarterback. And, of course, who wants to be a linebacker? Because I know my buddy Jeff Staggs was there. I raised my hand then. So it was way cool. And then I got into it deeper as um, Don Coriel. I, you know, when he first started, I just knew that they were going to go places. and. I became a hardcore Chargers fan. And then so joined the military. And um, there was this guy who uh, he was from Miami. And he was always talking smack. Okay. So, so then they had the uh, epic in Miami. And I had quite a bit of uh, <laughs> smack talking. I love it. After that. And after that, you know, it's just been every year I've been there. It's a good and bad. Never say I'm a um, long-suffering Chargers fan. I'm a diehard Chargers fan, period. I love it. And that's how I became one. I love it. That's that's fantastic. And then, you know, what, what are your thoughts? Because you've seen it all. You know, you, right. your kind of thoughts on, you know, the different kind of 
eras of, of Charger football? Like, what was been kind of one of your favorite eras? Take take away what we what we have right now because we'll get to that. But everything leading up to like the Justin Herbert L.A. Chargers, what has been your kind of favorite era of Charger football? Well, the Coriel era for sure, um, and then going up the Bobby Ross, even though it was short. You know, when when Coriel started, I remember. You know, I just thought to myself. We're going to go somewhere. And I felt the same way during the Bobby Ross era. It ended too short, but it was there nonetheless. And I feel the same way with Brandon Staley. Yeah, there's just like this confidence that he gives off. Like, I just feel like super, like we're in good hands. You know what I mean? Like good things are going to happen because the right guy's at the helm. Um, Right. And and talk a little bit about, you know, it's kind of fun. You you know, you're in Oregon, um, close to the, uh, you know, where, where Mr. Herbert himself, um, you know, came, a, came about and played his football in college. What are your thoughts on, like, you know, us having some of our better quarterbacks have come from Oregon? Like, the idea, like Dan Fouts and, and Justin, what are your thoughts on kind of the Oregon football coming to the Chargers? And North Turner did too, but... Uh, well, that's um, right. Yeah, and, um, well, uh, I've, seen, I've seen Justin play at the high school level. Um, oh, wow. I've watched him play at the college level and, you know, when everybody was like, Oh man, I went to, I went to, uh, I was on that boat for a minute because I was worried about Oregon quarterbacks sure. other than Dan Fouts, not doing too well, like Joey Harrington, Keith Smith, et cetera, et cetera. Mariota, et cetera. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And, uh, so didn't really feel that way sort of after a while. So I just jumped on the Justin Herbert bandwagon. I'm not afraid to admit it. And well, you, you've been watching, you know how it's turned out so far. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Like right? rookie of the year and the excitement he's bringing to this team is so cool. You know, and you've seen the kind of fan base change, you know, there's just been a dyna- dynamic shift in the last couple of years. What, what are your thoughts on kind of, you know, where we are as a fan base? You know, I seen him. I seen him jump on during Coriel, then jump off, and jump on. You know, with Ross. Now I just, I just want to let you guys know, I got that feeling with Staley, and I just honestly think this is going to be, this is going to be the guy who brings us all the way across. I'm excited, man. This is this year's crazy. This new defense, everything we got going on. Um, right. What are you most looking forward to this year? What is something you're, you know, being a longtime Charger fan, what what is something you're really excited for this season? I'm looking forward to the Raiders game. Because yes, sir. my son is a Raiders fan and oh. the smack talk will be thick. <laughs> yeah, you bring it. Te- teach yeah. him a lesson. And I'm going to, I want to try to go down to San Francisco for the game. But it's it's all about the money. Sure, you know? sure. But uh, but wow, it's it's a, it's great times. I'm telling you. Yeah, it's exciting, man. And then you know, I, it's kind of a question we haven't done in a while, but I'd love to get your insight in on it. it. Would be like, you know, if you could have like meet and have like dinner with one Charger player, any era, one. What is one guy you would love to just meet in person? I probably want to go with. Uh, with LT. Yeah. And no, no particular reason other than it's LT. I yeah. want to see like a, if they give every MVP trophy, I'd want ask him to bring that. Yeah. And he'd have to pay dinner. Oh, for sure. 
Oh, for sure. He's having dinner with Bill, for sure. He better pay. He's lucky to have dinner with you. That's right. (laughs) That's that's right. You know. know. (laughs) I know all about it. That's why you're on the show. I'm lucky to have you. Um, We appreciate you, man. And uh, yeah, so, you know, if we we get you down to SoFi, let us know if you're going to come ever come to a game. We'd love to meet you in person, man. And uh, it was an absolute pleasure having you. And, you know, we we really appreciate your time, Bill. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, if I make it down there, I'm going to let everybody know. Oh, scream it from the rooftops. That's right. Hey, I'm here. <laughs> yeah. Just a bullhorn all the way down the freeway, all the way from Oregon to LA. <laughs> Bill Wilson has entered the building. <laughs> yes. I love it. All right, man. Well, we appreciate your time. It was so great meeting you. Okay. Family, trust, respect. And you know what? I've been waiting to say this ever since I started listening to you guys. Okay. Love you. Bye. Okay. Love you. Bye. Family trust respect as well. I hope you're listening, LT, because you got to bring that MVP trophy. That's got to be like the centerpiece of yeah. the dinner, right? <laughs> That's got to yeah, got to be it. able to like look over to be like, so how's your steak? <laughs> it's it's amazing, dude. When he first popped up and we met, because we I don't meet them until we're doing it. I was like, right. oh my god, is this a woolly? He looks exactly like your dad. I'm like, is this his long lost brother, Bill? <laughs> his long lost wool dog. So I'm sure he'll awesome. get a kick out of that. <laughs> yeah, he's he was fantastic. I love meeting fans that have been fans of the team for that long. And that was a long time. Not, yeah, yeah, just cool to hear all those stories. Big time. Yeah, it's uh, and to and to be a fan or to live in the Oregon area and to see the rising that is Herbert yeah. in person and uh, to see him come to the Chargers. It's a uh, it's a special time and it. it also, the mention of of Staley about just like feeling the greatness that is Staley and the trust that he's going to get us to some yeah. pretty special places. So, um, Bill, thank you again for coming on and chatting with my man, Kev. Thanks, um, all right, gang. Well, now it's time to go on to the next segment. Ask Bolt Fam. Let's go. <laughs> time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Guys, don't jam a thumb up his bottle. That's what you do. I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Good luck, you boy. That's right, gang. Time for another Ask Bolt fam. And we start this one off with an old favorite, Boltville 714, who hey, asked the question. Hey, so last week I heard you Vatos were hella down for the Bolt gang. Not that I'm doubting you guys, but I got a sock check, you fools. So my question is, is your socks as fly as mine? I didn't think so, fools, but that's okay. Mucho respect and love to you guys and the Bolt fam. As always, Bolt gang or do not bang and fuck those pirate hookers and their bitch-ass QB <laughs> Derek Carr. Can't love you, bye. I love, like, I, I was just <laughs> thinking this. If somebody listens to this for the first time, and just heard you do that voice without any explanation that this was requested, <laughs> we're, we're screwed. Well, uh, okay, funny. so yes, it, this was a requested voice, <laughs> folks. I'll, I'll preempt that uh, for the Cholo <laughs> voice. Um, but specific to the question, uh, Boltville yeah. posted a picture of his killer socks. He's rocking some Joey Bosa leg warmers there, and they are pretty stylish, to say the pretty least. Pretty nice. Yeah, so I I can say that I don't own any Charger footwear, but I'm pretty sure you do. <laughs> oh, I got some I got some Herbert socks, and if you put Absolutely. your like feet together, it makes the whole head. 
So if you're like walking, <laughs> it's separated. But when you put your feet together, um, you got a full Justin Herbert on your shin. So it's got to click your Not, heels three kinda, times. I, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I like I like him Bolt Boltville, but I don't know. I, I think I might have to challenge you to uh, Herbert sock off. <laughs> Sucker! <laughs> oh shit, they're pulling them up, boys. Let's see them gams. Come on now. Fair fight. Um, to start hitting the uh, the calf raises to get, get ready for this thing. Never skip calf day, my friend. Never skip uh, calf day. <laughs> Boltville 714, thank you for asking the question and showing off them gams. Let's move it on now to the next <laughs> question. Tom Telesco's burner account. Who asked the question? If you were grilling after a win, what would you be grilling? <laughs> would it be on charcoal or propane? Also, I read a stat where the top five teams in third down avoidance last year were teams either made who either made it to the AFC Championship game, Super Bowl, or had a top two regular season record last year. That being Kansas City, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, San Francisco, and Los Angeles Rams. Do you think Lombardi will be more aggressive on first and second downs now that we're in year two of Herbert Lombardi combo? Thanks for all the content, guys. K, love you. Bye. That was God a terrible it, Bobby. <laughs> God, God damn, damn it, Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. So, uh, terrible Hank so Hill impression aside. Uh, it is an interesting stat. Yeah. Apparently teams are ranked top five and third down avoidance, which is an interesting stat. I've not heard that before. That's a, that's a unique one. Getting their shit done on first and second down. I think that's ideal. Ideal. You can do that. I I was going to say, does that just open it up? Does that just translate to aggressive? uh, Maybe, or just, yeah, I, I don't exactly know how that, that lines out, but. If you can get it done on the first two downs, you're not in third and long and dealing with that stuff. Like you are able to right. call different plays, you're able to run different things. Right. Um, so yeah, let's sign me up for all all of this, please. I would love to mm-hmm. see Lombardi be able to pull this off, and I think we can. This offense, if we can get the running game going, it's going to change the dynamic of of what our offense can be. Will we have the crazy Herbert numbers when he has to come back at the end of the game most of the time? Probably not. But we'll have some thousand yard, you know, a thousand yard rusher at least. And then, you know, a couple guys that are picking up the slack and having some good seasons. That would be awesome to see. Yeah, these guys, these top five teams are are no joke as far as uh, where they stand in the NFL. So uh, it would be an interesting thing to see if the Chargers can pull it off. Um, Tom Telesco's burner account. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now Thanks, to... Uh, Pudak 98 certified fresh. The way you said that definitely certified fresh. I don't know that I've ever said this word in my life. I hope I pronounced it right. Pudak 98, but you got a question and it goes like this. Hey guys, long time charger fan way back to 1978, fairly new listener to your pod. First, I have really enjoyed listening to you guys, and your pod has been my daily listen on my work commute. Well, good luck to you out there, Pudak98. All Charger, all the time. My question is this. When drafting your fantasy team, is anyone as crazy anti-rival as I am? I absolutely cannot draft any players from the following teams. Chiefs, Raiders, Patriots, and Broncos. 
it would make me physically ill to pull for a player on those teams. My fellow fantasy owners in my league think I'm crazy. I would rather make a monetary donation to the league by not winning than to have <laughs> any of those guys on my team. Thanks for the thoughts. F*** the Raiders. F*** the Chiefs. F*** the Patriots. And f*** the Broncos. Love you. Bye. Okay. Uh, good one. Oh, shit. Well, thanks for joining us, man. We appreciate you listening, brother. Yeah. Really I hope, do. Hope the commute's going good today. Um, yeah, I, I am with you on not drafting any anti-rival players. I know I what cannot. you're going to say. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I made <laughs> I, a mistake just... one year. It was a big time mistake. Okay. <laughs> it was a big time mistake. And Because so, <laughs> how did you feel? How did you feel I after felt you like did that? Shit. As soon as I hit draft, <laughs> I was like, this sucks. And I started to look for trades all over. Like I was willing to give them away for nothing. Um, and it actually isn't that bad because he was only a Raider. Didn't even make it to the season. So technically I, know, right? I didn't have a Raider on my team, but it was Antonio right. Brown. And I'm never doing that shit again. I will go. With, so we're in some deep leagues where there you have like you have to get a running back or you have to pick somebody up or do something. If the Chargers are ever playing one of my star players, they're on the bench. I'll bring in some sleeper, you know, I could start whoever it is. I'll bring mm -hmm. in some random guy to start that week. So I, I love watching Charger games too much. I don't want the possibility of having to root for my guy on whoever's on my team on a third down to get a first down. Like, and get mm -hmm. a couple yards. Like, I just, it, I don't have it in me. I... I'm I'm with you on that. Although I will say that, I, as deep as our teams are or our leagues are, I've never felt like I had to draft. Well, you only AFC draft West. Chargers, Adam. You I only draft I make chargers. it a point. I make it a point and to draft as many hard. Chargers as I can. <laughs> and it makes it hard for me because I don't get any, and then I'm stuck with other freaking running backs or tight end or something. Oh, stop! Called a wamulance. Um, stop it. <laughs> but. I mean, there's 32 teams. If you avoid one, two, three, four teams, three I, AFC West ri rivals and one other, you know, like the Patriots or something like that. I don't draft I AFC possible. West players. I might, I might, I don't draft AFC West players, but even like players on other teams, not only AFC West, I will not okay. start them against my team. It's not just AFC West. It's okay. And this is why I've never won a proper championship. Because I'm too emotionally invested in my team to let that yeah. get in the way of smart roster decisions. Right. Yeah, I, I am not just anti-rival. I am pro-charger because the victories yeah. will taste that much sweeter when I've got two or three charger guys that have helped me get those victories. So um, You started Kelly a couple games last year, didn't you? Or Roundtree? You had one of those guys. I probably started that round didn't, three. Didn't, didn't even play. <laughs> no, probably not, because I think I saw him get the one touchdown. I was like, okay, here we go. We're starting it, touchdown season. Up. Here we go. And <laughs> yeah. nothing after that. But uh, nope. Hey, you, you win some, you lose some. Pudak98, thank you for asking the question. Good luck with your Thanks, fantasy man. league. Um, let's move it on now to Ronnie Delgado, who asks the question. If you could take one defensive player from the past and put him on the current roster, who would it be, <laughs> Pilgrim? My choice would be Junior Seau. 
family, trust, respect. We, well, we've definitely had this particular question before, um, although I don't know if it's ever been specifically on the defensive side. So uh, I'd probably Junior Seau is definitely pro- a favorite. Yeah, I think just how dominant he was, that'd be an easy answer. But I think Jamal Williams was such a freaking mm. insane nose tackle for us. And it's kind of sure. where we had some... I know we've addressed it this year, but that would be pretty mm-hmm. sweet. Shore that up even more and have him Absolutely. Yeah. Um I would have There's got to be a right I mean, tackle out there. Oh, it's defensive. Well, no, just sorry. defensive player, defensive player. Yeah. So, I would probably I'd say Sean Merriman. I would love to bring yeah. that kind of tenacity and ferocity to to the team again. Like it Those, is Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. he was a maniac at his prime. Yeah. So, there you go. Ronnie Delgado, thank you Great for question. asking the question. Love it. Let's move it on now to the next question. Gonk Droid 69. Who asked nice. the question? How much has our special teams improved? How did special teams rank last year? And what do you predict we rank this year? Well, um, I don't think we were necessarily the best. It was, no, we had <laughs> sneaky moments where we had some returns and we did some good stuff with with Roberts, but right. in general, and and going back, because this question made me, I saw it ahead of time and I wanted to go dig this up a little bit and see where it really ranked. Um, mm-hmm. There were a couple rankings and kind of like the stats of it all. The mm-hmm. Our punting was like the worst in the league. Um, sure, yeah. Both sides, like net punts. Um, we, we were the worst with 36 and a half yards. You know, J.K. Scott is here now. Ty Long is gone. I was always kind of like, well, right. Ty Long, what's going on? This is this, this is evidence of why that probably happened. Inside gotcha. the 20 punts, we were tied for worse. We only had 12 of those. Mm. And then punt returns, we were only, you know, 5.9 yards. So, you know, we brought in Carter, which hopefully will be an upgrade in those, those situations. But our coverage looked fairly decent. We weren't, like, in the bottom the way we were in some of these other categories. So I think if they address those focus on those which it appears they did exactly Mm -hmm. that for punt returns which i think carter was one of the best in the league last year he had like a very good average or something close to that so upgraded that upgrade up we'll see if we upgraded on punter but you know definitely easy room for improvement for us to get even better at special teams in my opinion absolutely 100 percent. and even looking at the on the field goal side of things uh we were ranked ninth uh out of all 32 teams as far as our field goal percentage so, and that was with the first couple of games with Vizcano when he was missing all of correct. them. Correct. So, yeah, that so, averaged in how much better we got. Exactly. So now that we've got the kick man, the uh, nice. he can uh, certainly take us to bigger and better places, Mr. Hopkins. So, yes, sir. Um, I think we can definitely plan to see an improvement this upcoming season, but comparatively from last season and the season before, uh, there's room for improvement. We'll say that over here yeah. at the Shamelessly Positive Charger Chat podcast. Yeah, just so, a little bit. A little bit. So, Gonk Droid 69 thank you for asking the question. Uh, let's move it on now to Hangry Seth, who asks hey. a question. Thanks for picking me as a winner last week. Mucho appreciated. So, here we go with uh, this week's question. Who do you think is going to win the fullback battle? Justin's best bud neighbors or the big bad Horvath? Until next week, my friends. Okay, love you, bye. All right, well, hey, we've got our third. What? Yes, we've got Coach. He's got an answer for Hangry Seth. Let's go to Coach. Let's go. 
for the fullback battle, I think Neighbors is going to be in some trouble. I don't think you draft a fullback. And Neighbors wasn't even playing most of the games last year. He was inactive. If you can't even get on, on the field for special teams consistently as a fullback, it's going to be tough to make the team. So uh, I think they're moving on um, to younger, cheaper blood. Um, so bummer. I'm hoping he stays on as like a strength and conditioning consultant. <laughs> Justin can. <laughs> Justin doesn't go into the front office to ask for players, but maybe he'll go in and ask for uh, strength conditioning advice from his protein fairy. His protein fairy. That's yeah. right. The protein fairy. Um, <sighs> the victory brisket will not be the same, and will it continue if there's no? There's no relationship there. If he's on the <laughs> team, if like, there's no bro to share my brisket with. Yeah. If a like, brisket is cooked and no one's around to eat it. Does it fill you up? I don't know. <laughs> Buttercup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think coach is onto something here. It's kind of he made a good point with not being able to consistently make special teams. Like that's what those guys do. That's what Watt did sure. for us. He was like their best special teams player. Um, right. So yeah. Horvath, he's you know young blood coming in wants wants his spot. So. I don't know, but I'm I'm kind of <laughs> nervous about it because they always post some really good you know content of Justin and him and we'll see we'll see absolutely consultant sounds sounds good consultant would be good I, I would like to because I think that's one of the big things that we like about a lot of the players now is the relationships that they have with each other and neighbors has clearly been a big part of the relationship with our fearless leader Justin Herbert so um, honestly dude neighbors like just hang tight for like a couple years because Justin's going to be rolling in it soon and then maybe he can just like you know you hang out make make you know do protein shakes do briskets like that should just be a full-time job there you go there you go full-time brisketeer uh hangry right. Seth thank you for asking the question let's move it on now to Mark Busnelli Jr. who asked the question your boy coming straight at your dome piece, bitches. We all know what, that there's been a lot of flux within the division this offseason. Woo! Khalil, woo! Junior, double woo! Give me your shamelessly positive notable stats for each mother effing player. Woo, woo! Bolt the F up. K, love you, bye. All right. Uh, well, I misread the script. That was JC, not Junior. My apologies there, Mark Bisnelli. But uh, yeah, these guys are coming in hot. They're and studs. They are, they are absolute studs. So Crazy studs. I think, uh, what do you think about uh, Khalil? What's, what's your prediction on him? Well, I think his best year, he had 15 sacks, like his second year in the league, which is nice. considerable. Um, it's a hefty but, amount, yeah. I didn't have Joey Bosa on the other side of him, you know. Very true. Moves. Very true. I'm going to go. This is conservative. 15 and a half. Okay. I think we're going to beat it by half a sec. That half is going to wow. be shared with Joey. Okay? okay. Joey and him are going to share that half. Um, All right. That's what I thought. He'll have his best sack season yet. And we're he's going to be, uh, yeah, he'll be a pro bowler for sure. Okay. Well, uh, we all, we know that JC is, Got the most interceptions out of any uh, corner in the in the league so right now. Many. He had he had more than the Chargers have had in like all last season and just by himself. So, um, I think I don't think he's ever broken double digits. So I would love to see the trend 
moving in the right direction. And, and for you him can't give him a half an interception either. It's I'm not going to give him a half. No, <laughs> yeah. let's go. Let's go from nine to ten. Let's say ten interceptions. I don't think there's Ooh. any reason. Again, hot, 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 <clears> hot, hot. we're talking about these guys that have not been surrounded by the kind of talent that they've been sur- that they are currently surrounded with right now. So um, I really think it's possible. Only time I just, will tell. <laughs> I was, I'm just really excited to see what these sacks are going to look like. Like, I really am. Like, with if those guys can be healthy, it's going to be so much fun to watch. And it's a toss-up each game, how the teams scheme uh-huh. the different guy who they want to shut down more. And it's a, you're screwed. You, you know, you don't, it's hard. If they're both healthy, <laughs> you right. know, maybe if one guy is dinged up and somebody finds out about it, they, you know, give him the one-on-ones. But how, like, right. how do you decide that? How do you decide? There's, there's no way. It's just a, it's a toss up. So we'll see what the, what the future brings. But this defense is absolutely going to be bonkers. I know that much. So, Mark Bisnelli Jr., thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to that one guy, Q. Who? So go slow. Go say it slow. I got to search. Who, Certified fresh. Who, okay. Who asked the Certified question? <laughs> Does Gerald Everett have a breakout year with Herbert as his QB? Which players do you think will make the biggest impact as the season progresses? Absolutely. Gerald Everett is in the yeah. is in the talks to have a pretty big impact. I mean, we've seen his catching and running ability with, you know, Russell Wilson as his quarterback. Now he's got Justin Herbert who Likes to throw to likes to throw to tight ends. So he loved targeting him, especially Cook last year. He just didn't catch the ball. Cook didn't. Cook had right. had a great year. He just you know as long as his hands are sure, and he he's gonna get a lot of lot of work, a lot of balls thrown his way. So I I think he he could be a huge um, standout for this offense this upcoming year. Absolutely. Um, as far as other guys that we think could have some big impact, I mean. I'm going to I'm going to say somebody like Joshua Palmer could probably have a mm-hmm. huge impact this year as far as his ability. I mean, we saw him last year didn't didn't drop a pass. Speaking of catching balls, yeah, he caught all of the balls for sure. So, I think if they can get a way to get him in the mix a little bit more, I think we can start to see some consistency with these guys and the lack of dropped ballage. So, yeah. Our defense um, is going to be so stacked. There's a lot of guys with potential to be like, wow, where did that absolutely. come from? I think it, Nas Adderley, his setup, like he's surrounded by so many good players. If he yeah. can just get back to what he did in college and get some interceptions, that, he, he could have a huge year. Because there, there were a couple of videos 100%. going around last week of him flying around, just knocking running backs all over the place if they got into that secondary. So he's, nice. he's, he's a tough dude. If he can catch the ball and have a couple picks... You know, maybe uh, J.C. Jackson will rub off on him a little bit and get give him a little of that interception love, and he could be really good this year, especially later as you know as the season goes. Yeah, for sure. So we'll find out. But uh, that one guy, Q. Thank you for thanks asking for the question. Yeah, thanks yeah. for coming. Um, let's move it on now to Fire Telesco, who asked the question. If the Raiders scored 30 or more plus uh, points on game one on this improved defense, is it time to panic? Well, I don't know. Let's let's check with the coach. Coach, should oh, we panic? Back. This is a response to the if the Raiders scored 30, time to panic. 
Uh, no, because if we scored 31, we still got that dub, and that's all that matters. Uh, honestly, as long as our defense is good enough to win football games, which we weren't a lot of the times last year, I'm not panicking. We can win the Super Bowl with an offense that scores 40 a game. Now, there's no way that the Raiders are going to score 30 points in week one. If they do, <laughs> will I be happy? No. But I'm not going to panic. If we're getting wins against the AFC West, that's all That's all I care about. So, no, I'm not going to push the panic button. We can get dubs. There's going to be off weeks. It's inevitable. So, as long as we get that W, I don't care how many points the other team scores. But, I guess a little bit, but not panic. <laughs> well, we're going to be at that game, so I, they better not score 30 points. I know. It's not no. going to happen. I just don't see a world it's where that not. happens. It no. re- it, they really won't. I mean, and, and honestly, week one, regardless of any situation, is never the time to panic. I mean, look at some of the teams that had some rough starts last year and ended up making their way deep into the playoffs. So sure, uh, the week one is not the time to panic. Uh, I would be concerned. I would I would wonder what what's going on. But uh, no, I don't think that's that's the time to panic. And it's just it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, sorry. They put out the good vibes, good energy that this will not happen into the universe and it, it won't happen. That's right. Yeah. Everybody say, say a little prayer, please. Get the crystals, guys. Let's get, <laughs> let's line these up. Let's Everybody, do all the stuff we need to do. Get your Derek Carr pinatas out. <laughs> On put three. Put some little candles One, around. <laughs> two. Candy. Boom. Right. Yeah. You know there's going to be a, a Derek Carr pinata <laughs> at the tailgate week one you know that that's happening yeah this isn't that was not the lone pinata i guarantee it yeah so no uh fire telesco thank you for asking the question let's move it on now to ed boyum who asks the question croiky you're each stranded on your own deserted islands which three charges uh, players or coaches do you choose to be stuck with you uh we're in the thick of the off season lads so let's have some fun, shall we? All nice. right. Three. I actually, this is a good question. I heard this on the Chargers, um, Chargers podcast. They they did a mailbag, and this was a, this was a question. Oh, them, so. okay. That was probably yeah. Ed Boyum that asked him over there too. He's asking Dude, all the podcasts. Spread them out. It's, that would be kind of funny <laughs> if there was like a Q and A on like most of the podcasts on the same week. If you could get the same question in on every podcast, that'd be pretty sick. I'm you could do a mashup mashup video oh. on everybody's answer. Super mash. So, <laughs> Instamash. Instamash. Um, <laughs> all right. So, three Chargers players or coaches do you choose to be stuck with you? I'm going to go with, uh, I'll start. I don't know his name, but the equipment manager <laughs> feels like a good pick. Right? I love it. I yeah. feel like he would be yeah, have a setup for success. <laughs> the equipment manager will have what we need. We might be running around an island with helmets <laughs> with really awesome Oakley visors. Sure, yeah. But there's got to be some kind of fire-inducing element that he, you know, maybe, oh, you know how they, like, buffer the balls to, like, sand them down? Mm -hmm. Sure, you can create a spark with that and get a little fire going. You know what I mean? Okay, sure, yeah. Feel me? I feel you. (laughs) The equipment manager. God knows what his name is, but he's coming. I'm looking. You do yours while I look. Um, all right. Well, I think mine mine's going to be the obvious one, I think, which is Brandon Staley. He's got to be with me. He's got to be the one to help motivate, crack the whip. But uh, let yeah. us know that we're we're not going to die. <laughs> it's going to be OK. We're going to get through this and we're all going to feel better for it. So he's going to be my my motivator, the the guy that I lean on when when times are looking rough. 
I looked to Brandon Staley to get me back into it. Nice. All right. Well, I, the only news I can find about Chargers equipment manager is that we fired one in 2021 or 2017. Oh. So oh. not that one. The new one is who I want. <laughs> so if you know who he is, this not is all the old due, model. The no, most the recent new, model. New, new model. <laughs> yeah. And that's what I'm looking for. But all that's due respect, right. I'm not trying to be dismissive or anything. But if you know who he is, I'd high five. High five. Digital He's high five. He's coming with us to a deserted island. You can, Let's have some get on, fun. Get on board. Let's go. <laughs> um, third. So, you you know, you had one. I had one. Um, you know what? You know, what you really need is kind of a fun and lighthearted kind of energy. Sure. Got to keep Who it Who better positive. than somebody to do play-by-play of the day? Matt Money Smith. Bring him on. I know he's not a coach technically, but he is a you know, a employee player. of the Chargers. <laughs> he does coach us on what we need to know during broadcasts, okay? okay. I think he, you, you know, because of walking around, you know, you always like to have your own music. Like you think about having your own music, like your theme song for the day. What if he's just like giving you like the play by play of what's going on? That could be kind of entertaining. <laughs> It'd be like Matt, shut up and fucking help us. <laughs> yeah, no, oh my God. <laughs> just walking around with <laughs> <laughs> like a makeshift like bullhorn made out of like you know a tree or something and he's just yeah yeah that would be Brandon Staley's really talking to Wooldog right now not sure what they're talking about but I think they might be trying to figure out how to light a fire what do you guys think and he's talking yeah. to nobody I take I take it back that would be terrible <laughs> um I let's let's see I would probably pick um I got oh okay what okay. you got Okay. Oh, I like, I like, you got excited. <laughs> what did you got? All right. So, uh, what player is currently on our team that mm-hmm. lived on an island? It wasn't deserted, but lived on an island. Braden Fajoko. There you go. I'm yeah. talking, give me Braden Fajoko. Give me the big guy that's going to help with the heavy lifting, that's going to help with the, mm. the building, that's going to know, maybe have a little bit of experience. Living on. Oh, an we island. need to get pumped up too. Same kind of energy. The haka. If just to start the day with a haka, get the energy Everybody, going. Everybody, gather around. We're gonna charge. We're day gonna charge this motherfucker. Let's go. That's right. Go. Give me the haka. All right. Cool. Done. I'm That's all about good. motivation and equipment. <laughs> yeah. We got go. the equipment. We got the guidance, <laughs> and now we have uh, we have Fahoka, who just knows <laughs> the island. So we'll see. Hey, what do you guys think? Who would you want on your deserted island? Let us know down in the comments um all right ed boyum thank you for asking the question and we go out of ask bolt fam with shik soto who asked the question (laughs) tommy t gave rivers the green light to come back to the charges but rivers wants one of two positions backing up herbo or qb's coach hoo-ha Rivers wants the Charger <laughs> Chat gang to choose for him. What are you picking, boys? Random voice. K love you by. Fuck the Raiders. Bolt up. Oh, that's a good question. I think it would this be is it a would fantastic be fantastic question. But it'd be before you answer. Difficult. Oh. Before what? you answer, we've got to go. Oh, he's back again? He's back again. Oh shit. All right. Final one is the answer to Shik Soto. Um, if Phil came back to some capacity. I don't want to see him as the backup QB. That's just sad. You know, like, you know, take one of the greatest of all time and let him just sit there. I would much rather him just be the QB coach, be on the staff for like 85 years, 
and just always <laughs> be a part of the Chargers as opposed to that's sad. I feel like that's sad. Like he is QB one. You can't have him on there as QB two and just holding the clipboard. Um, he clearly doesn't need the money to do something like that. So yeah, I would definitely all day pick QB coach. Wow, he steals my answers when he's not even here. That's great. <laughs> awesome, coach. Thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I, mean, I agree. Completely agree with that. I I agree too. I think I think it's an interesting question because you would like obviously we would want Papa Phil to get himself a ring and getting it like as a player, even as a backup, would be just sweet for him to have. But I definitely think that, yeah, like it is interesting that Phil, you know, there are some quarterbacks that kind of like linger <laughs> a bit too yeah. long as like backup guys that are like, yeah, come on, man. Like, but yeah, you were a starter really, for a while, but <laughs> yeah, there's never anymore. really that many starters that like just take the role of backup. You know no. what I mean? It's usually backup guys that get promoted or backup right. guys that have a great season. They go Nick Foles style, win a championship, and they get paid by another team and he doesn't do anything. Right. Like that's usually what happens. Like starting guys don't usually jump into that because he's too much of a dog. He's Philip Rivers. He's competitive as shit. Like he would right. not do well as a backup quarterback. So I'll go QB coach so they can work together. It's just, it works better. I'd have a hard time n- not wanting Phil to play if he was there. Does that make sense? Sure. Well, I mean, maybe he's the break the glass in case situation. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> but I, I think him bringing his knowledge and instilling that into Herbert would just be beautiful. That would just be yeah. poetic. To he's going to go win that. a few state championships with this high school team, though, which so is I'm, fine. I'm all for that. I'm all for that. I wish I could watch some of his games. I wish they were like streaming, like live on broadcast. I would absolutely like watch that. that. Yeah. That would 100%. be really fun. Oh, man, especially if they cut to him on the sideline barking at the kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Talking shit to the kids. That would be fantastic. <laughs> um, if you know where we can watch Big Papa <laughs> yeah. Phil's And I'll, we'll games. pay for a mic. If we'll pay to send a microphone so he's mic'd up. Oh my and God. you just put it on your camera and you send that feed out for all of us to hear. Oh, man, let's go to the Phil Rivers cam just for the whole game. I don't care what Dang, how the game's coming. going. Yeah. Bobby, get over here. <laughs> yeah. This is horse mess. Um, <laughs> Shik Soto, thank you for asking the question. Thank you, everybody, for asking questions and ask both fam. We really appreciate it. Um, I think that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Any final thoughts there, Kev? No, miss you. I mean, I'm overseas right now, so I'm. it's very, very late, and I'm probably going to go to bed now. Okay. Well, yes, it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's 2022, and we can have a podcast chatting 6, with a guy thousand miles away who is very far. Yeah, but we can have this conversation. It's wonderful. I love it. Can't wait for you to get back. Uh, but that's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat, folks. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you, boy. And now a word from our sponsors tonight on CBS. He was from the streets. Not that I'm doubting you guys, but I gotta sock check you fools. He was from the entertainment industry. Oh, I got some I got some Herbert socks. And if you put your like feet together, it makes the whole head. Will they find common ground? Or will their love of socks get the better of them? Sock off! Oh shit, they're pulling them up, boys! For one night only, find inspiration in the least likely of places. Sock Off, only on CBS.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.